All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Say Less Basketball Podcast. You're currently listening to episode 14. Hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you're listening to this. As always, we have an abundance of NBA topics for you to hear about this week, including the top five important Lakers in Jeannie Buss's recent list. Comments about the Clippers. Are they are the Clippers pretenders? Are they contenders in the West? Analyzing the Celtics, been been very lackluster this season. The Boston Celtics have so we're gonna talk about that. Talk about the Warriors' chances with this season. Can they make the playoffs this season? And then next season, if if and when Clay comes back, um, how will they succeed? How will they play as a team? Wrapping it all up with. As always, a player versus player debate between Charles Barkley and David Robinson. And then, as always, we'll end with bold takes of the week. But first off, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the top five important Lakers. So very interesting. Uh, last week, uh, Jeannie Buss appeared on the All the Smoke podcast, which if you guys don't know, is a fantastic podcast ran by the likes of Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson to NBA OGs to NBA veterans. Um, they have a lot of good content on there. Very real stuff. You know, the players can come on and really speak their mind. Um, but Jeannie Buss said the top five most important Lakers were Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, and Phil Jackson. She named those five and got a lot of heat having LeBron on there and leaving off Shaq, leaving off uh, Jerry West, for example, as well, Elgin Baylor. So your thoughts, gentlemen, um, do you think that this list is BS? Do you think the top five most important Lakers, do you think LeBron is in? Do you think Phil Jackson is in? Anyone want let's start off here. I, I just want to ask a question real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody know what they meant by that question? Like top five most important Lakers. Like, did they mean players? Because the way I interpreted it was players. So I was a little surprised yeah, by Phil. Phil, Phil Jackson Phil wasn't on the list is interesting, right? Yeah. He's not. I mean, I get it. He's a part of the Lakers organization. But the, right. like, how do you guys interpret that? That's what I thought they meant was players. I actually didn't get a chance to watch the video. So I don't know what the actual question meant. Um, but based off the answer, I just went off players i know she put phil jackson there so i I, I don't i don't know i'm not sure i'd agree phil jackson might be important because he did win five with the lakers so right to be honest he could be more important than some some players yeah okay so do you guys have an issue do you have an issue with the list son mohammed like zach said i have issue with lebron being there um I think if you're going to talk about all time, most important, I'd pick Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Shaq. I put those guys, or consider putting those guys before I put LeBron. I mean, LeBron's, um, you know, after that seven-year stretch right. since uh, 2013, they didn't make the playoffs. They haven't had a winning season, you know, stuff like that. LeBron came in with uh, with AD, and they won a championship. I mean, quote-unquote championship because, you know, the little bubble thing wasn't really a, actual championship run but um so they still want to chip but check elton Baron, jerry west had way more important um i guess fixtures as you would say um yeah. mm-hmm. 
for what they did to the Lakers. If LeBron ends up winning multiple championships, kind of puts Lakers back on the map, um, then yeah, I would consider that. But Shaq three-peated, you know, he won their first championship since Magic and Kareem and all those guys departed after their little championship run. So I'll give credit to that. Him and Kobe did. Phil Jackson was part of that, obviously. And then Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Um, Elgin Baylor is like the first, I'd say, you know, big, I want to say like a player because obviously they had Wilt and Jerry too, but he was like the, you know, the scoring, like the the face of it, face of uh, that championship run with uh, the Jerry and Wilt. So uh, I feel like him and uh, Mr. West are kind of more important in Lakers history too. Facts. Real quick for reference, uh, top five Lakers in minutes played is uh, from one to five is uh, Kobe, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, uh, Elgin Baylor, and Magic Johnson. Top five in points. Points scored on the Lakers is Kobe, Jerry West, uh, Jabbar, um, Baylor, and Johnson. So, I mean, both pretty solid lists right there. Wait, who was the last one there? Magic Johnson. Magic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. those are so both. Yeah, those, so, so it's Kobe, Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar, Jerry West, Baylor, and then Magic Johnson for both. They're both in the top five for minutes played and points scored on the Lakers. So uh, I'm thinking about, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think LeBron and Phil Jackson should be on this list because Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, I mean, have been insane. We're insane players for the Lakers and helped them guide to the success in those older years. Obviously, I think Jeannie's putting LeBron on here now because – I think uh, LeBron actually led the Lakers to her first, the first title yep. under her ownership. Yep. Yeah, so that that's the reason why she's putting him on the top five, because she's giving him credit and they're a contender now. But and he's helped them bring the franchise back to prosperity after some re, a lot of struggles with her under uh, with her uh, ownership. So, but in my opinion, in terms of the whole history of the entire Laker organization, you have to say Elgin Baylor and Jerry West get a spot on that list because, I mean, those guys were just killers. They helped the Lakers establish themselves to what they are now. I mean, you have to think about when you look, when looking at this list, you have to think about which player, you know, w- would the Lakers be the Lakers if they didn't have Elgin Baylor, if they didn't have Jerry West, you know, if they didn't have Magic Johnson or Kobe? No, they would not. They would still be the Lakers without LeBron, and they still might be the Lakers without Phil Jackson. So I'm, that's why in my list, I, I agree with these minutes played and points scored. I'm going to say Jerry West and Elgin Baylor are on those lists, and LeBron and Phil Jackson are not. Okay, I want to get – I mean, to be fair to Jeannie Buss, like the Lakers haven't really been abysmal since she took over. It was mostly right. under Jim Buss, her, right. her brother. father. Or brother, yeah. father. Was it? Was it her father? I thought it was her. Sure. It's her brother, Jim Bus, senior, senior. I guess. Yeah. Was there the great Doctor Bus? Was their father? Okay. And that was that was those were the heyday. She's she's had good leadership, and the team has gone on the up and up since she had it. But I want to read. I looked at the quotes of this, and this this really surprised me. She started off by saying, "You obviously have to start with Kareem, Kobe, and LeBron." What? Yeah. How do you obviously have to start with that? Yeah, yeah. And then they she brought up magic later. And then and magic, magic later when yeah. somebody said some, and she's like, "Magic, yes, of course, magic, magic might be number one." Okay, he like, is, he is, he is, he's number, he's number one, 
if I, I he would be number one to me. Right. I, yeah. I, I'd, ma- um, I'd make an argument. You could make an argument. I'm sorry, but I, I just was, I was not to nitpick. I was just surprised that she said you have to start with Kareem, Kobe, and LeBron. And LeBron, yeah. I didn't think those would be the names you'd start with. And not even just nitpicking on LeBron. Like, I wouldn't have started with Kareem and Kobe either. I would have started with, like, you. I would have probably had Kobe started there, but like, I would have yeah. had Magic. And Jerry like West, him. there is no way Jerry West isn't on this list to me. Yeah, absolutely. It, absolutely. He, because if you're looking, if you are including like the Phil Jackson, history. then you yeah. have to actually acknowledge that Jerry West worked for them too. And right. he was he was great at his job. He was right. really good at it. So you gotta look at the fact that he also was a great player. So he was the reason that uh, Shaq came to Lakers in the first yes, place. Exactly. Right. He he was the right. one who got Shaq. So it, I don't I don't think so. First of all, LeBron's just not there. You replace him with Jerry West. I don't think so. No. I would agree with you, Zach. I I could see an argument to put right. take away Phil and right. put Elgin Baylor as well. I can see if that. We're talking about, it's, it's just weird with the coaching and the players, man. I don't know. Can so I, I back it, check it, on? It, well, I it, here. Let me just say this real quick. It it really depends how you're defining the word important. Right. Because. There's so much room for interpretation on that. Because if you're if you're just talking about like, hey, did they lead us to championships? Okay, Phil Jackson's gotta be there. There's no way he's not. Right. If you're talking about other aspects of it, like putting the Lakers on the map or you know, impacting the game, impacting the organization, okay, you could still have yeah. Phil, but then there might be a stronger argument for Elgin Baylor. Right. But regardless, you have to have West on that list. Even well, if yeah. Well, can we all agree on West? Like, that, it's asinine yes. to not have West. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right, Mohammed. Sorry. I'm pretty sure – I I think I misspoke with Elton Billy. I'm pretty sure he's, the, he's notorious for being 0-8 in the finals, wasn't he? Oh, no. Wasn't, he the, that, wasn't that West who was, like, 1-8? No, I think it's Jerry West. West was, like, 1-8, right? Let me check Yeah, it. but I, I'm pretty sure Baylor – I'm pretty sure Baylor wasn't on the championship team with West and Will Chamberlain. And I think it was 72. I'm not yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just trying to point that out because I did say that he was part of that championship team, but I don't think he was. But nonetheless, I think if you can count Jerry West with what he did as a front office dude for the Lakers in the 90s, then I'd put Phil Jackson in just because I know – I know Jerry West. I, I want to put it like I'm not putting these guys in order. I'm just saying five most important. I put Phil Jackson just because the Lakers are not mediocre, but they're just a playoff team throughout the '90s, especially after Magic retired in '94. You're, right. You're right. Yeah, he's all and eight, right? Seven. All and seven. Okay. Yeah. And Jerry West and him have the worst finals records of all time. Yeah. Well, guess who's number three? LeBron James. So I guess. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> what about Shaq? Do you guys think that Shaq is ahead of LeBron? I mean, uh, we haven't yes. talked about Shaq yet. Shaq's, I, Shaq's ahead of LeBron. I know. The, the, it, the names you listed are ahead of LeBron. Right. I, I yeah. The other thing I didn't get to mention was part of the – you said it, is that um, – I mean, Shaq you know, like she, She's Shaq. putting LeBron there because he brought her the first championship under her lead. Yes. Her, her official yeah. lead. Yep, but the other yep. thing I think is – if you're saying this right now, how do you not include his name? Like it would be awkward a little yeah. bit to just say top five list and not include him, even though he's the best player playing for your team right now. Yep. Personally, 
like I just I wouldn't have but I I could see maybe her that being in the back of her head being like hey well he's playing for our team right now so I kind of got to include him yeah you got to it's the same thing with all these uh it's that these recency lists, these recency like the the the, uh, the Durant lists where he lists Kyrie and Harden at the top of his list exactly exactly playing together right yes, yeah exactly you're not gonna belittle your teammates right. unless you're you know a piece of crap and <laughs> right. you know then then you're probably not having great teammates but right i mean i i do ultimately i i think phil could be on there but i could see the argument for baylor but jerry west has to be there in my opinion Mm -hmm. he just has to yeah i could see the argument for Shaq as well because i mean he had one of the best seasons of all time when he averaged like 30 and 14 and they went off and tore through under phil jackson under phil jackson under phil jackson though but i I wanted to get Shaq in there too because you know he deserves his credit but any last comments? That we can- I would be curious, just on a totally different set or on a uh, different scenario, would to be to see what the top five bulls of all time oh, would be. Interesting. Just just on a different topic for another different, day. Say that That's for a different topic. That's way easier. That might be easier. Lakers be- just have way more legends and <laughs> yeah. all-time greats. And yep. That's why it makes it so. Yeah, difficult. actually, I guess Phil yeah. would just be a clear-cut answer there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Is Scotty Robin, you know. Interesting. Maybe next episode, maybe future episode, uh, Chicago Bulls top five list. But moving on, though, talking about the uh, Derrick Rose, obviously. But moving on, though, uh, talking about the Clippers. So Robert Ori and Charles Barkley have both called the Clippers pretenders this season based on the fact of their choking in the playoffs last season. Um, losing to the Nuggets 3-1, Kawhi and Paul George being the main leaders on the team and choking in the playoffs. Um, A quote from Charles Barkley to describe just how much he thinks they are pretenders is, I have been poor, I have been rich, I've been fat, I've been skinny, I've been old, I've been in the Hall of Fame, and one thing I can always tell you, the Clippers have always sucked. So quote from Sir Charles, the round bound, a rebound, talking about him later with uh, Robinson in the debate. Interesting, but um, your thoughts, gentlemen, are the Clippers, are the Clippers pretenders in the West? Can they get out? Can they compete against some of these teams? Hey, um, I guess I'll go first. Um, me personally, I don't think they're pretenders. Um, with their history, I don't understand why especially with Chris yep. Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, those seasons, um, <laughs> that team underachieved like crazy. Um, I think it's still too early to tell with this current squad with um, Kawhi and PG leading the team. Um, obviously, last year put a big stain on what people's perception on them being a championship team is, but there's a lot of factors into it. You know, a lot of teammates um, were kind of going at each other. Uh, chemistry was off. They didn't play as many games with the actual full healthy team. And I feel like the bubble kind of affected. They're one. Of, I think they're the most affected team in the bubble, just because of guys. Some some of those guys yeah. didn't even want to be there. Yep. And you know, obviously Paul George is playing bad, and he went on TV and said, you know, he was in a dark place and all that stuff. So yep. you could say that a lot of them weren't really hundred focused. Um, yep. I still think firing Doc Rivers wasn't a good idea. Um, I know his history with, you know, underachieving, but. Three one leads. Yeah. Three one leads, yeah. Um, so I don't think the pretenders. I think they're cut tenders. But I mean, there's only it's only 
second season in with the squad. So, I mean, with uh, Quan PG. So, I'd have to see where they go with them this year, next year, maybe the year after. Depends if Quan even re-signs with them this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still too early to tell. But they look good this season. I, I expect them to make the conference finals, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Kawhi actually does plan to resign. I remember I saw that news a while back, but I agree. I think I think they are strengthened this year despite the loss of Harrell um, and Lou Williams because of the addition of Rondo because they, they did not have that floor general point guard last season and that extra leadership. So I think with Rondo this year, I think they're definitely contenders. I don't understand. I mean, especially now that they're underdogs, now that people are doubting them, I think they're going to have hopefully a chip on their shoulder coming in the playoffs and they can tear through the Western Conference, especially if a lot of teams are injured or not at full strength um, or have chemistry issues. We'll see what happens with the Lakers too. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they end up playing in the first round of uh, the playoffs just with all these injuries and the comebacks down, um, with, obviously with LeBron and AD now coming back we'll see what happens if they can skyrocket back up the standings but I think the Clippers are a pretender and I think um pretender no, a contender a contender I think um I'm gonna make a bold t- claim here um the Clippers are winning in the west this year and I think I'm, I'm gonna stand behind this because they were contenders last year and now suddenly they're still a good team they're still very, very nice. Um, still at a very good strength uh, this year compared to last year. And last year, a lot of people thought they could be contenders. So I'm saying this year, the Clippers will win the Western Conference Finals and go to the finals. Huh. You know, it's uh, interesting. I, I don't even know if this, this site I'm looking at is reliable I because I found I, I know that I know that Robert Horry said that they're pretenders, right? Yeah. But I found an article of him saying the exact opposite as well. <laughs> said, I, <laughs> I don't know why. I, maybe it's just, oh, I, okay. I don't know the truth in it. I, I can't verify it. I, it was written April 28th, so it's very, very recent. But I digress. He has said in the past that um, that he thinks they're going to be tough to coach. That was like two years ago when they first got Kawhi and, and PG, mm-hmm. and I think that proved right. Point being, when Robert Horry says something, you sh- you should listen. He he knows yeah. what he he knows what he's talking about. Um, now, do I think they're pretenders or contenders? I don't know. Like, how do you define this? If you're t- defining contenders, can they win the championship? Of course they're a contender. They they definitely can win the championship. Do I think they're going to win the championship? No. Do yeah. I think they'll make the finals? No, I don't. I don't see them beating the Lakers right now. Can it happen? Yes. And here here's the biggest thing. Like you you uh, pointed to, Zach, Rajon Rondo could make or break this team. Definitely. As Bulls fans, Mohammed and 100%. I definitely know wow. about what Rajon Rondo could do to a team. You know, back when we had him and Wade, nope, it made all the difference. That man, nope. as a floor general and an ego manager, that's that's a big thing because Kawhi and PG, 
they got some egos. I know Kawhi doesn't doesn't he's not very vocal, but he clearly has an ego. Clearly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's gonna need to be managed. You know, you're gonna there so basically as out of the three of us, I was definitely the most critical of the the late the sorry, the Clippers last year, right? Right. I think they've addressed those issues, mostly Kawhi and Paul George, because they're just playing more. They're not sitting out for no reason at all, which yeah. is gonna is a huge deal. Yep. Has their roster gotten better than last year? I don't I don't know. It's I would say what they've lost, yeah. they've also gained, you know, so I'd kind of say it evens out. Yeah. Um, right. But I think the important thing, like like we said with Rajon, is just gave, giving up Lou was going to be worth it, right? You had to understand that there was enough scoring there, and that mm-hmm. was not the issue. Yeah. All this to say That's... is, I I do think, I do think they're contenders. I just don't think they're there to beat the Lakers yet. And you know who who knows how the West is going to pan out. But I'll tell you one thing: if they blow a three-one lead to the the Nuggets this year. At, that might be the legacy right there for Kawhi and PG because yeah. without Jamal Murray, no, the Nuggets shouldn't beat anybody. But you know, um, I, I don't know. I I don't think they're gonna dethrone the Lakers. Could it happen? Maybe we'll have to see how the Lakers turn out. You know, here now that LeBron and AD are back. But uh, I mean, in your opinion, what do you think they need to be contending with the Lakers? What do I think they need? Yeah. Uh, Maybe more size scoring, uh, big man scoring. Sorry, God, that I said that really weird. Uh, is is Ibaka is Ibaka back yet? No, no. Ibaka is gonna be um, a caveat too for them because Ibaka is a crucial piece in my opinion. Yeah. Another yeah. big piece so, that's really stepped up for them is Reggie Jackson. Uh huh. Um, okay. So basically, they're gonna they're kind of gonna be like the Nets in a way that all their scores are not really big men yeah which which can work i i don't think that it it's impossible it's just the other thing will be experience um which i think again they kind of addressed with rajon rondo it's just something about lebron and him rallying teams yeah he's a good he's a good leader man he he is and uh but rajon rajon's a great leader too so i mean what i what i will say is i just hope we get that matchup yeah. Can we just get it this year, please? That would be please. awesome. That would just be amazing. And if fans are back, oh my god, <laughs> that would, would be make great. the NBA season worth it. Yep. So, thoughts? Anyone else? Anybody else? No. Catch twenty-two. <laughs> All right then. Interesting comments about the Clippers. We'll see what happens. But next up. We're talking about the Boston Celtics. Um, the the performance this season has been lackluster. They were expected to compete for a title this season. Um, most people expected them to be a top three, top four seed in the East, and it just hasn't been their year. Um, they're currently sitting at the seventh seed, I think. I think they lost that. We talked about that in previous episodes about the Heat. I think the Heat are now at the sixth seed and the Celtics have dropped into the play-in tournament. That is correct. Um, but I mean, yikes, I, I'm a Tatum supporter, but I want to hear what Muhammad has to say about this first, because I want to see who he blames for the Celtics struggles. Um, well, I've had said before, um, during the podcast, and off the podcast, 
I think um, Kemba has been a big issue, um, especially since he's kind of dropped off in terms of production. Um, I know he's playing with two other great scorers on the team, and with the Hornets, obviously, he was basically the main option and the only option in terms of go-to scoring. Um, so maybe adjustment has been an issue with him, but also injury. And so has Marcus Smart been injured, Tatum, yep. Yep. Thompson, Brown. Uh, I know Robert Williams, their you know, breakout star big man has been uh, out for the past couple, I think two weeks. Yeah. Um, I think it's available for a lot of things. Um, I think their defense, especially since they have a couple of good defenders in terms of all NBA defenders, they have, you know, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown's up there. Uh, obviously, uh, big man Williams is too. Um, but their defense just hasn't been up to par this year. I don't know why. They have the personnel for it, but, you know, it's just like they've been un- inconsistent uh, with defense and with chemistry. One night they look like the best-looking team in the league, and the other night they just look like they don't know yeah. how to play with each other. Yeah. Um, I want to blame Brad Stevens because I know on, uh, I see on social media a lot, Brad Stevens, you know, a lot of fans have been saying that he should get fired this season. Um, I know Stephen A. Smith, uh, I think two months ago I was watching, he said um, – Brad Stevens needs to look at himself um, before the team has to look at themselves because he, he, he thinks Brad Stevens' rotations and um, he's not that, like, in terms of adversity, he's not that rally, like, he can't rally the troops. He doesn't look like an aggressive coach, you know. So I kind of do agree with him with that. So, but I just think they, they've just been underachieving. I don't know why. I don't watch a lot of the games personally, um, but – like when I look at their team, they have good person personnel. They have a good coach with Brad Stevens, but if I say one thing they need to do was probably, like I said before, offload Kemba, maybe get yeah. an actual floor general. Maybe yeah. they need a Rondo type guy on their team. Uh, I think their defense needs to pick up. I think that's just based off effort. Um, you know, you have Jalen Brown, you have uh, Tatum, you have Marcus Smart, you have Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams. I mean, those are pretty good defenders to me. So yeah. I don't see why they have to, you know, let the Pelicans score 132 and let the Pistons score 120 plus. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know. They just seem like they're in a slump right now. I don't know if it's just a bad season. Maybe it's the, the way the season's going. Um, but hopefully the in the playoffs. Do I, I, for right now, I, like without like inconsistency is and how they just, one night they'll just drop 140 on the team, then another night they won't even hit 100 plus. Yeah. And it comes to the playoffs, maybe they play the right team right. in terms of matchups. So they could get back to the conference finals like last year in the bubble. But like I said, for me personally, I don't know. I don't really believe they can be the conference finals, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Yep. They are five and five in their last ten. Uh, good point, Mohammed, on talking about being great one night and then subpar the next because at the time of this recording on the podcast they had that great game against the spurs in the overtime and they came out the, with the win and tatum scored 60 points a career high i mean they they played well they in the clutch in clutch time they they pull out the win um a lot of players had like nice nights and contributed and then the next game the very next game they lose uh 129 to 119 to the blazers um and they, they just fell apart. Um, that was it, today, right? Or... Yeah, that was today at the time of this recording on the podcast, yes. And they just 
I mean, so it's just it's just so inconsistent because they have those like Muhammad said they have those nights where they're great, and they have those nights where it's just they can't string together. It seems like they can't string together like two wins in a row. Kind of like that's a problem because in the when the playoffs, if you can't string together two games in a row, you're gonna lose your series. Um, so it'll be interesting who they match up against in the play-in tourney. But for right now, I I don't have a lot of confidence in them, even though I'm I'm a supporter of Tatum I don't I don't think I I don't see them getting past this play in turning I don't see them getting into the next round because if they can't string together these back-to-back wins then uh, it's just it's just a a recipe for disaster in my opinion so and I don't know I don't I don't I can't pinpoint the problem because they don't have the chemistry is lack is lacking like Muhammad said, the defense is lacking. They can't. It seems like sometimes they can't get together on offense too, and then a lot of a list of players have been injured, have been out. Um, Smart recently got a suspension too. Um, got into it with Nurkic on the on this Blazers game too. So they're just very inconsistent, and I don't. And I think inconsistency spells for disaster in the playoffs. So that's hey, my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's let's look at. Let's look at their team. All right. Let's look at who they've lost in recent memory. Okay. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines, Mm -hmm. Ennis Cantor, Terry Rozier. Tice, yeah. Tice. Tice, too. Who was there at the beginning of this year, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? They remind me of the Miami Marlins, if you guys are – Oh, man. Familiar with baseball, oh, the Miami Marlins literally traded away an all-star team. An yeah. all-star team. This is not an all-star team, but these are some good players. Like these, yeah. some of these guys have really developed good roles on other teams. Now, what have mm-hmm. they acquired that's really good in the past in recent memory? Evan Fournier, mm-hmm. Kemba Walker. How's Kemba turned out? Well, yeah. he's been super injury prone. Outside of the fact that he just hasn't played up to par, which I get it. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Chris Bosh when he goes from the first option to suddenly just becoming a spot-up shooter. Yep. Um, So I I understand that to an extent. Celtics haven't drafted well either. In recent memory, obviously, you know, they got Tatum, they got Brown. We got those right. right? We We get that. But, like, just recently, they haven't drafted well, which is bad because the Celtics won't they don't go all out for players, right? They had a chance to get yeah. Anthony Davis. Who else uh, yeah. was it back then? Was it like, Gian- I don't know if it was Giannis. I can't remember the other players they had shots to get. James Harden. James Harden was one. Like, they have chances to get these guys, and they won't give up their picks. They won't give Drummond. up some of their Drummond guys. Drummond. Drummond. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, considering that they're not drafting well, yeah. this is what's going to happen, all right? So, what's going to happen when Tatum, you know, in his next contract, He's like, hey, I want all this money. Jalen Brown, I want all this money. What's going to happen? Right. How are you going to do it? Are you going to go Tatum, all out? Tatum did sign a big contract, I think, um, back in November or something. Okay. I, I'm not too familiar, but what happens when all the dominoes fall at once and you have yeah. to start deciding, hey, do we want to go in the luxury tax or are we going to just say, screw it, we're going to build through the draft where we're not drafting well? So that's, that's one thing. The other thing is injuries you guys mentioned. Now, prospective starting five that they had at the beginning of the year, Walker, Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Tice. 
Mm-hmm. Which obviously you eliminate Tice and we'll put in Williams now or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They have played 163 possessions together. <laughs> in non-garbage time basketball. Non-garbage time. I don't know how that's defined. I'm just guessing like a 10-point game with a minute left or something like that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The average the average NBA team hovers around a hundred possessions per game. Celtics average 102 possessions per game this year so think about that they have played basically a game and a half together oh man a game and a half together this year that's so that that plays into this a lot in in my opinion that's got to be a huge 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 deal that because that messes with chemistry like crazy yeah and i always thought the celtics like just could handle this stuff um you guys mentioned brad stevens yeah I'm looking at him too a lot now. I thought he was a great coach. Now I'm seriously starting to look at it and be like, well, were you just a great coach when you had everything going right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. You actually a great coach. Cause it's really great. You can look really good when nothing's going wrong. Right. But now, now you got, now you got something going on and um, Tatum Tatum just, he's not it. He isn't that guy right now. And, and yes, he's played well in recent games, but I'm talking about, can he be the guy to lift your team? This there's one is there's just scoring is not that doesn't matter. All right. You can go out yep. and score 80 points a game. It's different than actually elevating your team and making them win. Facts. So I looked at their team stats and I don't want to ramble on here too much. I look at their for team refer- stats r- real quick for reference. Tatum did sign a uh five year $195 million contract extension on uh, November of 2020. Just okay, so he's so. he's hooked. I don't know yep. about Brown and yep. whatnot, but I think it's pretty clear that Tatum and Brown aren't going to be the guys you need to to win a championship, in my opinion, at least right now. I don't know. Tatum is super young, so is Brown. But yep. their, their, their league rankings are right in the middle of the pack. And basically yep. every stat, except for offensive rebounding percentage, they're second. Like, who cares? Um so, so this is about where I expect them to be. I don't expect them to be that great, which is disappointing because you look at their roster, you look, they've made the conference finals, I think for the last five years or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is crazy. This, I don't think anybody expected this. I know you didn't Zach, cause you picked them to go to the finals basically every year yep. and win it. So I, I can't imagine. Nice how upset you are right now. You know, the Warriors aren't doing well and the Celtics aren't doing well. So your two favorite teams are down the drain. And the Bulls. Bulls are now out I, of the I was plane. talking about your favorite teams, not oh, okay. ours. Your favorite teams, no. All you. right. But, yeah, right. so so I don't know. Uh, disappointment. But, you know, I'm not crying about it because I don't care. Well, I mean, I think the chemistry thing, we can't really blame on them just because, of, like you talked about, their injuries – they haven't really played with the real starting five a lot. Um, but Brad Stevens, man, like like you said, Will, like if everything's going right, everything's normal, obviously you could, you know, go out there and, you know, analyze the game. I mean, analyze the team, you know, drop good plays and stuff. But if you're dealing with injuries, with lack of leadership, with, you know, chemistry issues in a short season, COVID season, all this traveling, back-to-back games, that's when you see a real coach or like the top coaches actually, you know, look like a great coach. I think that's his problem. He's not looking like a great coach because he's lacking some good qualities right now. Yeah. Um, 
And with Tatum and Brown, they're, they're super young. But like you said, Tatum went to the conference finals in his rookie year. He won the conference finals last year with uh, with Brown. Um, and I know this is Brown's, I guess, last year and this year kind of been his breakout season. So um, he's kind yeah. of been a top dog, too. I think they're both good enough to lead the team. I just don't think what they're doing right now, obviously, is not elevating the team because they have, to me, they have the personnel to be a conference championship team. I don't know about the finals, but they yeah. they could make noise in the playoffs. They could win a series or two. But right, right. now, they're looking like they don't even want to be in the playoffs. Yep. I do put that on some of it on injuries, but on the other part, I just feel like Tatum and Browns and Marcus Smarts and Kevin's leadership, I feel like with having good players like that, you should be overcoming right. things things like what's going been going on with them. One but, one thing I want to say real quick that I say about everybody. And with Stevens. Yeah, and with Stevens. Yeah. If they if he's a good coach, they should be able to overcome it, right? And the part of that's management as well. Because like I mentioned with the drafting, like there's no yeah. excuse for that. Um mm-hmm. but but one thing I say about everybody, no matter what, right? Because I, I hear from, you know, my friends all the time, the LeBron fans, well, he averages a triple-double, bro. What else do you want him to do? Blah, blah, blah. Stuff like that, where you with Steph Curry, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes doing certain things, to me, if it's not leading to winning, you got to figure out something else. This That's is what I, what I love about Kobe Bryant, all right? Because mm-hmm. Kobe, when that team, you guys remember way back when, that team was abysmal, abysmal. And they, and I could say the same thing about MJ. I brought it up before. He averaged a triple-double for, like, 15 games when they lost their point guard. I can't remember who it was at the time. Was it Steve Nash? I, I don't remember Muhammad back then. Oh, you're talking about 2013? I can't remember the year. But, like, you remember you're talking that about Kobe stretch? Mike. Kobe. Kobe. Okay, it was 20, 2013 then. Okay. And they asked him to do this. And yeah. He, yeah, he, he like, was, like, no longer – he was, like, okay, scoring isn't going to win us these games. Right. I got to yep, do I'm everything else. Right. And yep. he, he averaged, like – 14, 15 points for that stretch or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't his normal scoring numbers. Mm-hmm. That's a player figuring out how to win. All right. Yeah. So Tatum and Brown, yes, mm-hmm. they can be great. You can score all you want. You can do whatever you want. If it's yeah. not winning you games, then it's not the right thing to yeah. do. I don't yeah. care about your personnel. Don't don't whine to me that you need more playmakers. Find a way to get it done. Figure out how to win a game with your personnel. It may not be scoring. So I, I just wanted to rant there because I, I hate that argument when people say that kind of stuff. You know, yep. Yep. what else can I do? Figure out what you can do to win. Yep. There's, it's the, you're an NBA, you know, you guys are NBA teams. And, yes, if I'm looking at, like, the Houston Rockets, okay, that's, that's one thing. But the Celtics, come on, they're good enough to, like Mohammed said, they, they should win a playoff series and be competing for the conference you know, conference championship, at least. Nope. No question. That roster is good enough. So, no excuses. I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. Good point, Will. You know, I hope I, I get I get tweeted at for that. Totally agree. Uh, I got to know when I'm wrong. <laughs> got to know when I'm wrong. Uh, totally right. Wait, did you have the Celtics winning the, the East this year? No, I do not. No. You had the Heat, right? I had the yeah. Heat, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, not this year. So, I, I avoided that, I guess. Thank God. But, but uh... <laughs> But moving on though, to the Warriors this uh, this season. So, Warriors chances this season, um, and then next season when they get if they if and when they get Clay back, what will they be? Um, 
don't know if you guys want me to start on this or not. I do. I want to hear what okay. you say. Okay. So I think that this this week, this upcoming week right now is very important in terms of them getting into the playoffs. I think they need to be contenders. I think they need to win multiple games this week, specifically this week, because the Pelicans have been red hot. I think they're only a couple games behind. They've recently kind of fallen off. I mean, if they're if they have are susceptible to injuries this this week, and they aren't locked in this week, I don't see them making the playoffs because so so many teams in the West have been hot. Um, Pelicans have not been that hot lately. Yeah, but they just so they won two games. They won two games straight though. They combined for that OT win against the Wolves recently. They beat the Thunder. I think. I mean, they could. They did beat the Clippers. I'll give you that. Yeah, and then they have. um, What else do they have? So they have the Warriors. Yeah, so they have the Warriors twice this upcoming week. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be very big. These two games against the Pelicans on Monday and Tuesday. So um, when the podcast is uploaded on Wednesday, we'll know um, where the Pelicans sit and where the Warriors sit and where they are in rankings and like a power ranking. So. If the Warriors can't win against the Pelicans um, at least once, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to question their chances for making the tournament. But I have them winning the play-in tournament if they do make it um, because I feel Steph is going to will them to uh, win. And I think Draymond will be nice. So those are my opinions this year. In terms of next year, when they have Draymond and they have Steph, and then if they have, obviously, Clay. I see them as a playoff, severe playoff contender, borderline finals contender in the West because they have done crazy things when they've had those three players. And then in addition with um, Wiggins, with Oubre, with Wiseman, who might be back next year, I, I, they're, they're just stacked. And Clay and Steph play so well together. And then Draymond adds that extra aggressiveness and defensive presence as well. I see them being certainly a playoff contender and almost probably a finals contender as well. So that's my opinion. That's what I have. Do you, do you want to go with? No. What these teams have to say. Oh no. Um, well, for right now, I don't think they could make the play in. They could, they couldn't. Um, it depends on the schedule because they're, with facing bad teams, obviously they've been doing good, but when they play, Playoff contending teams, they don't really win that much. Um, so it depends on their schedule if they can make the play in for me. Uh, but on the other note, with Clay, um, obviously him being a great shooter, a great two way player, um, he has a lot to the team. Um, but for me, uh, they gotta they gotta sign at least I wouldn't say another superstar, but just maybe a good forward or a good big man. Um, for me, for them to be a finals, like a championship contending team, that's what they need to sign for me. So, not a drumming, like a drumming type player, but that could actually, you know, maybe score a little and play better defense than he can. So I, I can't really think on top of my head who's a player like that right now, but I guess maybe Al Horford, if they could try to get him, that'd be a good addition. Um, but the reason why they're, why they're good. In um, the seven-three win season and the championship season before that, pre Durant, they had good chemistry, and they also had a bench. I think the bench is going to be a big issue next year, if they, even if they get Clay back, because 
it's, it's good to have Clay back, but I feel like just with Clay in a bad bench, that's a sixth through seventh seed. And I don't know if the NBA is planning on doing a play-in tournament again next year. If they are, then you're in trouble because you can't really risk, you know, doing a play-in because it's, it's one game series. So you never know what happens. But for them, I think they need to have a good offseason, sign some good free agents, um, maybe trade for some some people. But just with Clay, that's a bottom of the playoff, half of the uh, bottom half of the playoff contending team for me. If they have a good bench, like they did those uh, championship seasons, then I say they maybe a top three seed. They can go for the finals. They can be a conference championship team. But I don't think just having Clay back, especially him being off of an ACL and Achilles now, you never know how he's going to turn out to be. I know his game doesn't really reflect on explosiveness and being quick. Um, but at the same time, he is a good defender. So if you're going to have him, you know, guarding second best player or the best player on the team every day and then including the playoffs, I might, you know, take a – tear on his body so you never know how he's going to be after the injuries that's my opinion um okay so this year i i already said i didn't think they were making the playoffs i've said it multiple times i don't think they're making the playoffs this year still but they are lucky they're really fortunate with this week's schedule because they while the pelicans may have beat they've won like three of their last I don't know, they're like four and six in their last 10. So I, I don't really consider them that hot, but they, they did beat the Clippers a few days ago and they, they won two in a row or something. I don't know, maybe they're five and five last time. You can fact check me on that, Zach. But um, the, the Pelicans? Yeah. They've, so they're, they've won two straight, like I mentioned, and they're yeah. four and six in their last 10. They're four and six. Okay, so yeah. I, I would consider those easier tier games for them. I don't know. I'd have to look at the the roster. I, I can't remember if the Pelicans are all healthy right now. Because if the Pelicans are all health all healthy right now, that's those aren't easy wins in my opinion. Right. But the right. they play the Wizards after, right? Yeah. Those are going to be big games as well. Yeah, the Warriors play. Those are going to be huge Pelicans. games. So Pelican, the Pelicans or the Warriors. The Warriors play the the Wizards, right? The last two games of the week. Uh. No. They play no. Pelicans, Pelicans, Thunder, Thunder. Oh, it's the Thunder. It's the Thunder. My bad. Yeah, and then so, so they're they're lucky because the Thunder yeah. they're gonna mm-hmm. kill. They should beat the Thunder, bro. If they lose, yep. first of all, they have to beat both. They have to win both games against the Thunder. You cannot lose one of those games. SGA is not playing. Like there's there's no way you can lose. So you gotta right. win those two. At the very least, you gotta split the ones with the Pelicans. Yeah. But I don't. How, how do I say this? I don't think they're going to seventh or eighth seed. Maybe they'll make the tournament. I just don't think they're going to win it. Uh, the more the more I say it, the more I start to think that somehow they will get like an A seed. But, you know, I got to stick to my – I got to go with what I've said because I just – that roster is just not that good. It really isn't. And It's atrocious. It, and, and Steph – Steph, it is, Steph it, while Steph bench, is yeah. great, but Steph – I've said it before. I do think he he plays a little worse when it matters most. You will agree with that. I know you're going to disagree. Or I'm sorry, you're going to disagree with that, Zach. Yeah. That's just that's just what I think. As for next year, getting Clay back, Mohammed, you talked about it. Yeah, Clay Thompson is great, but he's come off two crucial injuries. <laughs> oh, are you Lord. kidding me? No, this man, no. he didn't want to hear what I was going to I was going to be nice to him, but now now I'm not going to be nice to the Warriors. All right, <laughs> say less, say less. <laughs> While Clay can be an offensive weapon still, 
because he can mm-hmm. shoot. I mean, we've yep. seen him. We've seen videos of that man barely even doing anything. He doesn't even need to jump. It's just wet every time. Yep. He, was sucks, a, sucks. he was a god from the line, three-point mm-hmm. line. Defense is the part of Clay Thompson's game that separates him from everybody else on the shoot as a shooting guard. Because I yep. think everybody agrees James Harden's number one. Mm-hmm. And it's only because James Harden is just that gifted offensively. Like, if yep. Clay Thompson was somehow as gifted as James Harden offensively, I think everybody in their right mind would have Clay Thompson as the best shooting guard because yeah. he's just that great defensively. That's the part mm-hmm. of this game that's going to be impacted big time, in my yep. opinion. And that can really hurt the Warriors because, like you said, the Warriors were good back before Durant because of chemistry, their bench, and team play. Their team play yep. was unbelievable. It's not there anymore. It's just not. I don't know. They've dealt with a ton of injuries this year, like a ton. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard to know. But next year, getting Klay Thompson back, they're going to be in the mix. They're not going to be title contenders. They're not going to – they're because they're not going to be better than the Clippers, assuming Kawhi resigns. You said he's going to resign, Zach? I think so, yeah. I, I don't yes. know. If Kawhi doesn't resign, then, you know, forget what I just said. Assuming the Lakers get everybody back, like assuming these teams stay the way they are, I'm putting the Clippers. Or I'm sorry, God, the Clippers. I'm putting the Warriors still behind the Clippers, still behind the Lakers, still behind the Nuggets, and maybe behind the Jazz as well. But I'm I'm having them right about the fourth or fifth. But I don't think they're going to win the finals. But they'll be a playoff team and probably win around. But you know that I shouldn't, because the other thing with what you know, however long ago with their team is everybody's six years older. That matters. Age, age matters. (laughs) You know, I mean, shooters shoot, but you know, there are other aspects that play into that. And the problem Mm -hmm. is as Steph and Clay age and as great as they are, no disrespect, because they can shoot the lights out and shooters will always be able to shoot. Who's going to, who's going to step up after them. I don't see anybody on that team. Draymond has just gotten worse every single year, in my opinion. James Wiseman, personally, I think we both said Muhammad. He's, we think he's the best player out of this draft. I think he will. He is. Yep. So maybe Same. he will step, you know, show out. I hope so because I, I really like him. But after that, yep. I, I don't. I have no reason to believe that Wiggins going to be some. I don't know. I have no reason to believe he's just going to turn into like a, you know, a great player suddenly that plays consistently all the time. If he does, cool. Ubre as well, but I I just think they're going to be a good playoff team next year. Healthy. The play. thing is though, yeah. The thing is though, like I said, with how they should sign with, if you, I don't know if Draymond's doing a bad job. I think he's doing a good job with Wiseman. But if you can sign a player like a Horford or, a, oh my God, who am I banking on? Horford or just a guy like that, a good veteran that could show Wiseman how to elevate his game, Favors. make him a better player. I mean, Derek Favors is a pretty good big man, too. He's been consistently all his good throughout his career. So, just sign someone like that. And if they can – I seen. I don't know if you guys seen a report, but two weeks ago there was a report that the Warriors are going to go after Kawhi in the offseason when yep. he's a free agent. I saw that. Um, if, he, if he opts out the, his contract. Um, but if they sign, a, like I said, a forward like Kawhi, yep. that's a pretty good team because then you can move guys like Uber and Wiggins to the bench. And then if they, you know, make some decent signings like a, you know, a good role player that's a free agent or they can trade for one, that's a pretty good team. I mean, that's 
that's on par with the championship team uh, pre-Durant because well, now you have good guys coming off the bench. And then as long as their chemistry and the team play, you know, stays intact, then I think they could be a championship contending team. But that's a lot to ask for. I'm, I'm just operating – I'm operating under the assumption their roster doesn't change because obviously if they get Kawhi Leonard, they're going to be a championship contender. Like, I, I no think, question. yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I, I just there. think that with how the with how they look this year, I think that our front office is going to try to go after some good players in the offseason. So, and they, they, I will give the Warriors credit. Their front office is one of the Pretty better good. ones. It's it's yep. made great decisions. I mean. It, it seems like every time they lose a name brand player, they just end up with a different one. Yeah. You know, Wiggins, <laughs> Wiggins, to a lesser extent, I wouldn't, you know, obviously not a name brand, but, you know, a formidable yeah. player. Most play, most player. teams would take Wiggins, yeah. you know, on their, on their yeah. team because he's just that good. So, nope. yeah. but time will tell. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Leonard is, so according to a report by The Athletic, um, uh, Kawhi is still widely expected to resign with the Clippers, and many executives believe um, that he will resign. There's obviously he has said that he will probably decline the player option just because he'll make more money. Um, but that doesn't mean he's staying or leaving, and he'll talk about it when the time is right, which is a standard, standard, standard Kawhi <laughs> comment there. Yep. Um, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, if they get bounced into the playoff very early then he'll probably consider offers but too early to tell at this point so moving on to the player 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 versus player debate this week Wait, i want to say real quick zach okay. thanks for citing your source there our our you no know our, problem our, our graphic designer jack will really appreciate the fact that you cited really, the source really likes his sources even though he doesn't like to cite them as himself but um Whatever. Moving on with uh, player versus player debate this week is Charles Barkley versus the Spurs legend uh, David Robinson. Uh, the ad, he's the ad, his nickname is the Admiral, right? Yep. Yep. The Admiral versus the round mound of rebound this week. So, uh, who wants to start off this debate? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I'll start. You know, I, I can start off this week. Um, I'm going. It's it's very tough, but based off of I'm going. I'm leaning towards Robinson because uh, based off of playoff success, um, he's got a ring. He's got two rings, um, and his defensive accolades. Um, and then the stats. I think they're pretty, pretty even on stats. So, I think that he. I mean, he won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, what else? He's, um, I mean, just an overall one of the best defenders uh, of all time. All defensive first team four, all defensive team eight eight time selection. Like I said, defensive player of the year. He led the league in rebounds one year, led the league in blocks one year. Um, they're pretty even on NBA team selections, pretty even on all NBA first teams. Both have won a season MVP. So I'm going with Robinson because he has the edge in defense and championships. All right, um, I'll go next. Um, I didn't really um, pick a player uh, just because I kind of know Barkley's history um, more than Robinson. So I just kind of did my research on Robinson just to you know see what kind of career he did. 
Um, but like Zach said, um, he did was a one-time defensive player of the year, uh, one-time uh, rookie of the year, obviously. Um, was a blocks champion, a rebound champion one year, two, 10-time All-NBA, eight-time All-Defensive uh, Player NBA. Um, but there was a season, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but a lot of people were celebrating the anniversary of him winning the scoring champion because on the last day of the season, he scored 71 points to edge out Shaq. Um, <laughs> In the in the '94 season, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to talk about Robson's season that year because he was second in MVP. Um, he did lose out to the great Hakeem, the Dream, Halajuan, but that season, man, he was just unbelievable. He averaged 29.8 points a game. Um, that was uh, that led the league. He averaged 10.7 rebounds, 4.8 assists. Uh, 50% from the field, 34% from three, and 74 from free throws, 3.3 blocks, and a 1.7 steals. Did he have a quadruple um, double that season? Yeah, I think that was season yeah. he had two quadruple doubles. Yeah. Um, he led the league in triple doubles with five. It's crazy. He led the league five. in quadruple doubles, too. And with two, yeah. <laughs> um, he also led the league in free throws attempted, and he had 182 more than second place, which was Carl Malone. Because um, that season, that man was just – just you couldn't stop him because he was so quick. He was so athletic, dude, um, especially in the paint. Um, he actually had seven games of 40-plus. I think that was number one in the league. I'm not sure. Um, he actually led the NBA in win shares that year. Uh, box plus minus uh, contributed to 8.9 points per one possessions. That, that led the league. Um, he also led the league in defense plus minus. Um, so, like I said, he... Could have won MVP, but um, he lost to Hakeem Olajuwon that year. Um, but one thing he does, I mean, he has a reputation for is in the playoffs, he's not – he's dubbed as a soft player by other players and, and a lot of analysts um, just because his game is not – I mean, he is a good scorer. It's just – I guess in the playoffs, he's just um, – He's not the same guy. So I don't know if that's mentality-wise or if that's just maybe his game's easy to defend because of, uh, you know, the slow uh, possessions and all that in playoffs. But uh, the year after, he did win MVP with uh, worse numbers than the season I just talked about, which is funny. Um, but 94-95, we all know that was Hakeem's, you know, two championship seasons. And he's labeled soft because against Hakeem in the Western Conference Finals, that 94 season, he was – just Hakeem just tore him apart. It was ridiculous. And he did the same thing. I think it was 95. I'm not sure if he uh, made the playoffs that year. I didn't put my notes, but uh, yeah, he's just. It's not. Just, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's not, it's not exactly an insult or too big of an insult to have Hakeem Olajuwon just absolutely shred you apart. Just want to. Yeah, but. It's just because of the hype, I guess, because when he came to the league, he was uh, 24, so he was a pretty old rookie just because of his uh, time in the Navy. Um, but he was uh, he was dubbed the next Bill Russell by a lot of people. He was dubbed the next great player. And a lot of people say he was going to be him and Mike as the two big stars in the league. But he did come with a lot of hype, a lot of potential. It was just that uh, when it came to playoffs, he just wasn't the same man. Um, obviously, that changed in 99, but that's because of – 
the addition of Tim Duncan, who was a sophomore. Um, but in 99 in the finals, he did average 15 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Uh, two blocks, two, yeah, two assists, two blocks. Um, he only took 10 shots per game. So he wasn't, you know, the offensive guy he was um, in previous years, but he was 36 at the time. So, you know, he was pretty old, but I just think uh, he's an underrated big man, but obviously playing in the 90s with guys like Hakeem Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley and, uh, you know, playing uh, Tim, with Tim Duncan, um, that kind of altered his uh, reputation and, you know, he's kind of underrated. But uh, yep. in terms of him against Barkley, I guess I would take him just because of his defensive impact on the league uh, on the game i want to ask uh because i i don't remember but wasn't the weren't he and tim duncan like one of the greatest defensive backcourts ever they're oh yeah for sure they were like unreal it was so hard to score on them um yeah, yeah. just for my own memory but here's a little weird thing did you guys know i'm sure you guys did know david robinson averaged three blocks per game did you say that mohammed yeah, he actually averaged three plus boxes for seven seasons. He like averaged that for his, his career. I, I'm crazy. not familiar with where that ranks all time, but I gotta imagine that's top five. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but Man. but okay, so eight defensive all teams or eight time all defensive team. Yeah, pretty much right there is gonna right there just says why I'm gonna choose Robinson as well. But I want to give Barkley credit because. Uh, you kind of spoke on Robinson's career. I know you're more familiar with Barkley. Barkley is yeah. severely underrated. Both, severely. Both these, yeah, both of these are very underrated players. Yes. yes. But Barkley especially because yeah. he didn't really take care of himself at in the latter parts of his career, maybe even throughout his career, health-wise, you can say. And and the other thing is, you know, now he's on TV, so a lot of people, like, it's hard to separate him on TV versus his play playing time but yeah. don't get it twisted charles barkley was a man amongst boys and he was small so the things that he did for mm -hmm. his size was were insane the fact that he averaged 12 rebounds per game at his size is is ridiculous and six five he, man it's crazy yeah man. i mean I, if he had taken better care of himself and cared more I, I would love to see what he would have been. Because remember in Last Dance, MJ would always talk about how he'd be like, yo, Charles didn't – he just doesn't have that will. He doesn't want to win like that, you know? You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of people say the same thing about Robinson was his, his, his fire. Yeah. The only thing is he was had the luxury to win, you yeah. know. And Charles – I know Chuck tried to, to team up uh, later in his career – yeah, with the Rockets. With the Rockets yeah. and, and get an easy one, and it didn't work out for him. Yeah. But it, it should be noted, he he's nothing to, like, just brush over. Right. I, while I do think David Robinson is the better player, because Chuck Chuck just – he had a lot of bad timing. Because we, we talked about David Robinson, like, right, we just said, you know, yeah. didn't really have that drive to win. But he was fortunate to get Tim Duncan and win some championships. But Charles Barkley wasn't that lucky. Yep. He he had to go through Hakeem. And then if he made the finals, guess who he had to meet? Yeah. Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen. Yep. So like he, he got really unlucky. And I again I don't say I don't think there's an excuse. You gotta find a way to win. 
But, you know, like when we're comparing these two, David Robinson was a little more fortunate with that. You know, if Chuck yeah. had somebody like Tim Duncan alongside him, a top 10 player of all time, most people would say, I'm sure he might have, he might have, he would have, he would have probably gone to ring. Yeah. yeah. But David yeah. Robinson, guys, the fact that he averaged three blocks per game, 1.4 steals per game, eight time all defensive teams. I mean, this dude was unreal. Him and Tim Duncan, one of the hardest duos to ever score against. Um, mm-hmm grossly underrated as a player facts it he's better he's just better to me and and yes part of that is he won championships and that that has to matter he's a better player legacy to me um i i mean you gotta give credit to charles i mean obviously you said you know he was a pretty good for his size but well that's what i was just literally just about to say adam give him four more inches yeah. I don't know what I, I wouldn't have liked to see what would have happened to the yeah. league because Chuck Chuck could have been really crazy and then give them mm-hmm. both the drive to want to win. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was competitive spirit. Like both of them knew that they were just playing like, oh, we're, we have to go against Hakeem. Like everybody knew Hakeem was better. I, I get that, you know, David Robinson came in with the hype, but like Hakeem was just, he's probably just better. Everybody like, he's just that good. And maybe maybe people see that and be like, okay, you know what? We're not going to beat him. I'm fine with second. I'm fine with coming close. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, maybe if they had a more of a drive. I, I mean, David Robinson, he was just dubbed as a gentleman, obviously because of his uh, his upbringing and being the you know navy and stuff like that, military. He's always you know I looked up like he's always commented nice things about other players, you know. Even after losses, he would also like congratulate the team, stuff like that. So I think in his case, he was just too much of a nice guy. Um, I think that's why going up against guys like Akeem, which he was compared to, especially after that '94 season, um, and him losing out the MVP to Akeem, those two comparisons were, you know, always brought up. So I think that Hakeem, I think Akeem took a more not as offensive, but you know, that kind of made him more, you know wanting to beat out David Robinson, especially when they met in the playoffs. So I think that's a big reason why he dominated him so much. But with Charles, Charles, he was a good trash talker. So I think he did have that drive, but I just think, you know, it wasn't enough, Bobby. David Robinson would be good for today because players are super, as they say, cupcakes, cupcakey <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. Like, he'd be nice to everybody. LeBron's a nice superstar, like KD, Harden, Kyrie. Uh-huh. Steph, Steph, obviously. I mean, everybody loves Steph, right? I'm, I'm, right. I, I don't know if I've ever seen like a Michael Jordan ever talk nice about a player during a game. Like, are you kidding me? That would never right. happen no. in that era. Facts. So no. maybe he's more built for this era. Crazy. Yeah. That's tough. Interesting. Two under, very underrated players, as we both stated interesting uh debates and talk top talks about both of them um, regardless who won nice peaceful debate um <laughs> not a lot of tempers flaring appreciate that but we're moving on to the bold takes for the week to wrap this up um real quick so i'll go first um nicks are not in the three seed i don't think that it was even possible Classic. Uh, Heat are not in the five seed, but they are in the six seed. And Randall did not score score a fifty point game. The Heat are 
Oh, yo, they're they're literally a half game from the five seed. That's crazy. I know. Yep. But uh, Knicks couldn't get this. Sean said two game win streak for uh, who was it? The Warriors. Was it the Warriors? That one of them bold. Did he say that? I can't remember what he said, but he's not on this week, so that's tough. He wouldn't have. That's very tough. But uh, Mohammed said Sacramento three-game win streak. That did not happen. They're on a two-game win streak, though. So you were close. That's because Fox is out. If Fox were there, they'd, they are, they're they on a three-game win streak right now. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yep. If Fox uh, were there, they'd be on a three-game win streak. William, uh, Knicks win every game this week. No, they lost one. Rip. Dang it, bro. Nine and one in their last ten, though. Um Bulls, Blazers go undefeated. Mavs fall to nine seed. No, no. Uh, none of that happened. Uh, fact, Man, the Mavs fat, moved up. Fat blank this week. Yikes. <laughs> uh, Yikes. That's, that's very tough. Very tough scene. <laughs> but this week, I'm going to say. Um, for boldness this week, I'm going to say that the Lakers are falling into the play-in tournament. You can't, you cannot tell me that's not bold. That's good, I guess. Play. They're 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 a half game about out of it, but yes. the fact that they have LeBron and AD back should they fall out? I think that's enough. And this is very bold. Out. Do I want to say anything else? Um, uh, any team being on fire? Mm, I don't know. I'll say uh, Devin Booker uh, scores 50 points. 50-point game. All right, that's fine. Next. Um, I'll just have Pelicans will make the play-in tournament. So that's a season one. Well, that's... I mean, there's only what five games left in the season. Yeah, well, I'll just count. Is that, it? Yeah. Does it end this week though? As long as Should they move be. in, no, it doesn't end this week. No, but as long as they, I'll just count it as move in. Two weeks left. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. How many games till, is there left? Till next, till not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, eight it's, games. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me. I meant originally. I meant they will move into a playing spot. Yeah, that's fine. Is, yeah. Yeah. So they're going to sweep the Warriors on this week. That must mean. Hopefully they do. Oh, man. Oh, no. And they pretty much have to if they want to get into the. Oh, is that it? Nope. All right, Will? I got three. Hornets going to hop into the seventh seed. Wow. Is that even possible? Yeah. Oh, God. It's, <laughs> it is possible. Okay. <laughs> D. Okay. Rose is going off for 40 points at some point this week. Wow. 4-0. And the Heat are going to move up to the fourth seed. That's, They're going to re- replace the we'd love to or, see some. Heat. We'd love to see some Heat success, considering my statements. Uh, go to the last episode to check out the full list of the seasonal bold takes. Um, but that'll be... 
getting we're getting we're getting close to the playoffs here, so it's gonna really gonna heat up. But appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Very exciting. The uh, plans playoffs are coming. A lot of the cool matchups coming in too. So appreciate everybody tuning in to another week. As always, hit us on social media, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that. Appreciate everybody again. Episode fourteen. Yes, sir. Karma's right. gonna Karma's gonna score a goal this week. One goal. Exactly one goal. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>